It had been a long day and a very long night, and the last thing Lorne Moreau Broom had expected to be doing at this hour was watching the sun rise over the Vegas province. But as he'd long ago learned, life didn't always work out the way you expected. It was a beautiful sunrise, too, even seen through weary, half-lidded eyes. Often the early morning sky in this part of Aventine's expansion region was obscured by low layers of stratus clouds or lingering banks of nighttime fog. But today there were only a few high wisps of red and pink cirrus to catch the growing light. It was as if the sun itself was curious to see the extent of the devastation that the Vegas province had absorbed in a single day. A single horrible, unbelievable day. A private factory commandeered by a colonel of the Dominion of Man and his Marines. Three Cobras dead in a battle deliberately instigated by that same colonel. The rest of the province's Cobras effectively enslaved under threat of instant death. And Lorne's father, Paul, spirited away for a terrible and utterly pointless interrogation that could lead to his death. But the sunrise was beautiful. Lorne rubbed at his eyes his thoughts skidding like a bug on ice. And just because his brain refused sleep, he thought bitterly, didn't mean it was actually functional. But it had better get functional. He had better get functional, and fast. He gave the rising sun one last look, then, mindful of the possibility that even a thick sheet of falling water might not completely shield him from the Dominion's infrared detectors, he backed away, and slipped into one of the narrow crevices that scarred the rock behind braided falls. The mayor of Bitter Creek, Mary McDougall, had described the open area behind the falls as little more than an extra-deep indentation in the rock. Bodge Whirl, one of Lorne's fellow cobras, had over the years occasionally mentioned a small cave he and other teens had found back in the day. Maybe Bodge had been hedging the truth. Maybe McDougall truly thought that was all that there was here. Or maybe during the month that Aventine had been under troughed occupation, the De Vegas Cobras had turned a teenager's private hangout into a full-blown hidden fortress. Lorne's mother, Jin, was still asleep on the cot he'd set up for her earlier, from a stack tucked away in a side chamber. But it was a restless sleep, Lorne saw as he keyed in his optical enhancer's infrared setting. Her shoulders and legs were moving beneath the blankets. And as he also keyed in his telescopics, he could see that her lips and throat were twitching as well. Another nightmare, probably. Like the one that had accompanied the moaning and muttering that had startled Lorne awake half an hour ago. Still, even nightmare-wracked sleep qualified as sleep. If she didn't twitch herself awake, he decided, it would be best to let her be. Keying back the telescopics, but leaving the infrareds on... He headed quietly toward the small kitchenette set up at the back of the cave. Not quietly enough. He'd gone barely five meters when Jin abruptly jerked and sat bolt upright, her eyes wide, her hands curled into fingertip laser-firing positions. It's okay, Mom, Lauren said quickly. It's okay. For a few seconds, she held the pose, her eyes tracking around the cave, her brain apparently still struggling to extricate itself from her latest nightmare. Her face cleared, then tightened again as the real-life memories rolled over the fading dream images. Her hands opened, and her upper body sagged with weariness. I'm sorry, she murmured. It's okay, Lauren said again. Are you hungry? Can I get you something? No, Jen said. Thank you.
She ran her hands briefly through her hair. Did I wake you? Not a problem, Warren said. I wanted to get up and check the perimeter anyway. She exhaled a tired sigh. Check the perimeter. It sounds so military. I suppose, Lauren said. In fact, that hadn't even occurred to him until she said it.